We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Holy Hour. I am Liz Ball, and Grandpa will probably be meowing in my face in a few minutes. Oh, there he is right on cue. Um, So I'm sure you're all so happy to just hear me once again. (laughs) Um, But I do have a little message from Amelia for everyone um, just to uh, I'm going to let I'm going to let her explain what's what's going on but don't be scared okay we're uh, we're not getting divorced we're we're staying together um we also have never had a fight so (laughs) yeah Uh, i'm gonna let amelia take this away and uh you know explain some stuff hello my loves um i don't know what part of the episode liz is gonna drop this into so apologies if that was an awkward transition (laughs) but i am currently sitting in my office in my new apartment Um, And I got a fancy new microphone, so uh, it's nice to know that I can do this now when I need to. Hopefully, this will be the only time. I am not with Liz today. Um, We're not parting ways. (laughs) Don't worry. She's stuck with me for forever. But I um, sent Liz a voice note yesterday in the middle of quite the meltdown. I just wanted to play it for you because I think that it is... An important conversation that we have on the podcast a lot around mental health and taking care of yourself, but um, being able to listen back in the middle of a meltdown and like have the answers for myself now of what I should be doing to take care of myself, I think is valuable. So I just wanted to play you a little clip of it um, so that we could talk about it. I just like really need to get like a handle on my life right now. I'm so much shit and I just feel like I'm letting people down like everywhere. This is so dumb. I'm sorry. I would just like much rather talk to you on the phone because you always make me feel better. <laughs> but I know that you're busy and I just needed to cry. Oh my God. So um, then she called me. And like I said in the voice note, talking to her always makes me feel better. And she did. And she was like, I'm just going to take this week. 
Um, it's totally fine. We'll just pick back up next week. Liz and I have always been really good with respecting each other's well-being above everything else. The the pod like outside of friends and family, the podcast is probably the most important thing in my life right now. And I never want to show up half-assed, stressed out, crying um, ever without having a really important discussion about being able to recognize within yourself when you're about to break. I've been working on this a lot with my therapist. Um, I'm not very good at identifying when I'm about to break down. That's something that I need to get a better hold on. I don't realize that I'm at my breaking point until I'm at it. So um, that's something that I'm working on. If you follow me on TikTok, you saw I made a video that was like, hey, I need to take a break because I'm falling apart. Um, the The podcast kind of felt the aftershocks of that. I've just loaded my plate up a little bit too much. And um, I think my body and my brain is, are just a little fried. I'm not going anywhere. Like I said, um, I'm going to be back on next week's episode. But uh, I just wanted to say hey and um, to listen to what your body needs. It's really difficult living in a society like we live in where being busy is like a social currency. Like, I feel like everybody feels the need to stay busy all of the time. And, um, I, I've fallen victim to that. I am currently a victim of that, but the people that care about you and love you are going to understand if you just need to take a break. And I feel really lucky to have the friends that I have and, to have Liz as one of my best friends and also be in business with her because having somebody like her that understands when you just need a moment is really great. Um, I know that this sounds like a, like a farewell episode. I swear to you, it's not. Um, this is also just not a huge deal. I'm okay. But it felt like a, a good opportunity just to like remind y'all to breathe, unclench your jaw, <laughs> let your shoulders fall because they are currently in your ears. I am excited to get back to recording next week. I will be talking about blowjobs in Liz's living room. Not getting blowjobs in Liz's living room. I'll, I'll be back to talking about blowjobs whilst you know what I mean. Um, but I love you and I'll talk to you soon. I love you, my children. See, I, Liz isn't here, so I can't harmonize. <laughs> you know, maybe Amelia has given a blowjob in my living room. I'm not sure. So I'll have to ask her right after I'm done recording if that in fact happened. Um, but like Amelia said, I think that it is super important that we're honest with everyone about like mental health stuff because we advocate for that all the time. And, you know, Amelia isn't like my coworker. She is my best friend who I get to do this really cool thing with in our free time. And I would treat every coworker the same way I'm treating Amelia with this, which is just like life happens, man. Sometimes we spread ourselves too thin and I currently don't feel stressed or pressured. So like, why not just you know, do my best hosting by myself this week. And I know that our listeners are amazing and understanding and just, I don't know, we're all working really hard and it has been, <laughs> it has been a really long and hard 
zing. Um, but actually, it's been a very long and hard year and a half for all of us. I'm pretty sure it's it's been emotionally draining and exhausting, and we're constantly being bombarded with bad news and online vitriol between everyone all the time, and it it takes its toll. So um, I'm really happy that Amelia is taking some time for herself. Like I can tell you, I witnessed firsthand how thin she spreads herself. And um, yeah, I, I'm sure she's not the only person that, you know, is involved in this podcast, listener or whatever, who does that. We've all been guilty of spreading ourselves a little too thin. And for some reason, I feel like the fall is really busy. I don't know if everyone else feels that way. My birthday is in the fall and, you know, I have a lot of Virgos in my life. So constantly celebrating. (laughs) And also I love the fall because, you know, in my core, sometimes I'm just a fucking basic bitch. I love pumpkin spice lattes. Fight me. I said it. I love a goddamn pumpkin spice latte. I love pumpkin spice flavored most things, you know, pumpkin bread, um, pumpkin pie. Uh, one time I almost cried at the grocery store because they were out of pumpkin pie. In my defense, I was having a really, really bad day. (laughs) I think that's a good reason to cry in the grocery store. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I have some fun messages from, uh, listeners from, from you and, um, we, we barely scratched the surface with some of our listener messages. You, you guys send us the most interesting shit. I, I definitely think that we should have another episode down the line where we just read uh, all y'all's messages because they're, you are all so funny and so interesting and you deserve uh, your time to shine in your part of the pod. So I'm going to read some of those messages that I haven't had a chance to recap yet. And I got a lot of messages from everyone um, about the the short little story that I read. And I have another great one for you guys. It's my second favorite one. I mean, it's pretty close to, to I Love Girl. But uh, it's by the same author, Simon Rich, from the same book, Man Seeking Woman. And um, I highly recommend reading that book if you're, like, bored, you want some fun little short stories to read. Um, you know, if you're like me, you can't, (laughs) I need to be uninterrupted for several days to get through a book, like at least like three days. No one can talk to me. I I can't be on my phone. I just need to, um, rip through a book (laughs) without any distractions or interruptions. I can't like read it at night and then put it down and pick back up where I left off. So this one is perfect because it just has a bunch of little short stories and just some like little housekeeping things. We got to record an episode with Wisecracking Blonde show um, hosted by Christina. You should definitely go check it out. Check out her podcast. Check out her page. She also has a YouTube channel if you want to watch us. Um, But it was a blast recording with her. Christina is amazing she's just like so laid back and fun and cool um it's hosted kind of like a game show where she does trivia so she did sex trivia with us and like we learned a lot it was just like 
a really good time. And I, speaking from for myself, um, I had a blast because it was just like, we don't get to meet a lot of people very often who also do podcasts, especially like women. So um, it was a lot of fun meeting someone who is experienced in podcasting and production. And um, she had a lot of wisdom and she was just like a really awesome person to talk to. And and, and uh, we felt really thankful and honored that she like had us on her podcast. So please go check it out. We had a blast and I think you will enjoy listening to it too. Also, I am still waiting on uh, vibrator recommendations. I think I've asked two weeks in a row now. What are y'all doing? Are you just using, are you manual, you know, using your hand? Um, I haven't, I've never really been able to use my hand. I need a little extra something, something. Um, we got one, (laughs) we got one recommendation. So I'm writing them down. I'm keeping a list. I'm checking it twice. Um, I'm gonna find out who's naughty. (laughs) I don't care if you're nice. Uh, (laughs) but I do want to, I do want us to make a list, um, for, you know, maybe the holidays, maybe, uh, you know, it's, it's never a bad time to give a gift, give the gift of orgasm to yourself or a partner. (laughs) So send us your sex, your favorite sex toys. Pretty please. Speaking of manual masturbation, um, a long time ago, I had listened to like a woman on a podcast. I literally cannot even remember the podcast. I like listened to one episode and I was like, meh, not for me. Um, but this woman had said that she thought like she thinks that uh, if you use a vibrator, like your clit is going to lose sensitivity. And I actually somewhat recently um, looked that up because I was like, I don't really feel like that's been true for me. Like mine consistently blows my mind. Uh, and I use, I have a rotation of like three and they all do something fun. So I was like, I don't know, they all do something different and they have different strengths, but I enjoy using all of them. So I'm not really sure, you know, what's the deal. And I, I looked it up and like, um, you, there's no proven like research that your clit loses any sensitivity. So, you know, a fun little fact for you to know that um, you don't have to worry about that. So before I get started reading emails, I have like a couple little anecdotes for everyone that I have been wanting to talk about for a little while. Um, Starting with, there are these people in my neighborhood who meet on my corner, like I think every day, like maybe even twice a day. Um, One of them is an older woman who walks her they they all walk their dogs. I think that's important to mention. So they're all walking their dogs. They all meet literally right in front of my window. But I have a plan uh, that I have been plotting for a long time. Um, I I decided that I don't want to be a main character. I want to be a villain. I want to be a Disney villain with like a complex backstory. So I have started feeding the crows <laughs> that sit outside my window. And my plan is, and always has been, even before these dogs would congregate, um, to to befriend the crows and, uh, you know, just have like a murder of crows hanging outside my window, squawking all day long. That just sounds fun to me. 
and I have, I've always been like, um, I've always thought like witches were so cool even since I was a kid. And my mom was always like very anti like witch because, uh, she's mega Catholic and (laughs) she's like, no, that's like bad. Like they worship the devil. And yeah, you know, I've seen Sabrina and those witches do, but catechism is pretty like spooky in my opinion. So if anything is like occultish, it's, being Catholic. I said it, fight me. But I just, I want to be a witch. Um, I want these crows to freak out when they meet on the corner because that would be entertaining for me. And that, I want to be a Disney villain. That's what I want to be with my cats. (laughs) I'm going to be like Yzma. So let's start this one off with, uh, let's start with a fun message. (laughs) So a few episodes ago, um, we had asked like what lies your parents have told you. And, uh, this one was pretty funny. I thought, um, she says, hi, Liz and Amelia. I follow Amelia on TikTok and just discovered you had a podcast. Listen today and enjoyed it. Thought you might like this. In college, I nannied for a well-known Seattle family. When they built their Lakeview home, my employer installed a switch under the kitchen sink that controlled the electrical outlet for the TV. On my first day of work, I was instructed to flip the switch at dinner time. When the TV suddenly turned off, I was supposed to say something along the lines of, oh shoot, is that old TV on the fritz again? <laughs> then encouraged the three children to come to dinner, thus avoiding any arguments or refusals to turn off the TV. I only worked there for a year, but I always wondered if the children ever discovered their parents' sneaky trick. <laughs> I thought that was so freaking funny. Um, how clever is that? Also, I don't really feel like that should be like a point of contention um, with your children, like turn the TV off. <laughs> uh, that seems like a pretty easy to resolve issue, but... I guess if you're super non-confrontational, also like hilarious that they went to these great lengths to install a switch (laughs) specifically for this thing. I wonder how many times they were like, can we get a new TV? So I thought that was hilarious. Um, If you have other examples of lies your parents told you or adults told you, uh, let let us know because that's actually hilarious. So this next DM was very cool to get. Um, She says, hey gals, just wanted to say I used a tip of yours to figure out if someone was a fake dom and it worked a treat. He was talking to me about kink and BDSM, but when I asked, he, he had no idea what aftercare was and that set off alarms. Didn't end up catching up after. Love the podcast, by the way. We love hearing that. If someone doesn't, if someone who claims they're like really like into BDSM or kink or, and they're like, I'm a dom, um, and they don't know what aftercare is, kick them to the curb. Fuck that. Um, aftercare is essential. I will always advocate for aftercare, whether or not you are having kinky sex. Um, you, anyone can, can practice aftercare after any sort of intimacy. Um, I think it's important. So before I read this next one, I want to insert a trigger warning right here. 
Um, this story involves um, sexual assault and rape. So um, I think it's still important to share. Uh, and I think the outcome is like really lovely. So this listener wrote, Hello there, beautiful ladies. So I decided to write in again because I heard on the cast about a woman pegging a man. Well, I am a woman who does that with my old man as well. Although the way I found out he was into that was truly kind of fucked up. I caught him on misconnections on Craigslist. Yuck. Yes, I'm still with him, but after hearing his story, I decided to stay and work on pleasing him sexually since I'm not opposed to threesomes. Honestly, girl, like it's up to everyone how they decide uh, to stay or leave a relationship, you know, you got to listen to your gut sometimes. Uh, anyways, um, but let me kind of restart. Sorry, not a writer. I'm a welder. <laughs> um, I've been with the same man going on three years, absolutely the best relationship I've ever had. And the best I've ever been treated in a relationship cash. I found the missed connections about two years into the relationship. I noticed it on his tablet one day when I went to get on our Verizon account and order my new Samsung. I let it go and didn't say anything until our new phones came in and he switched. I was able to keep the old phone at home since he is an over-the-road truck driver. <laughs> Ooh, girl, I've been there. <laughs> I'm sure you can guess what I did then. Yes, yes, go through the phone. <laughs> what I found was definitely not what I was expecting. I thought he would be talking to women, not men. After having a very drunk night and down in two bottles of peach crown, I'm crying myself to where I had no more tears and I decided to send him a message and let him know that I knew along with pictures from his old phone. Needless to say, he came right home off the road and we began to talk about this. He told me that when he was younger, he was raped by a family member and that I am the only person who knows about this. He has been embarrassed and ashamed of his thoughts and actions. He's a very manly man uh, and older at 42. He was raised to believe this was wrong and that's it. He's never opened up to anyone and then it just poured out of him and he told me everything. He's never been with a man other than being raped but does use a dildo on himself. After careful consideration, I came to the conclusion that I could and want to peg him. I read several articles about this and did a lot of research. I found that it was very empowering and I love switching the roles. This has been part of our life now for going on a year, and I am still very happy, and we have better communication than we ever did, learning about his kink and put it in with my kinks. Our relationship has blossomed into something I never thought possible. Before I knew about this, I was questioning if I could be vanilla the rest of my life or this relationship. I, de I decided I could, and then bam, found out I don't have to. Love the cast. I'm the only girl at work, and they all look at me strange because I'm laughing my ass off all the time. <laughs> um, so... This message obviously has a lot going on, and I think that it, it touches on some really important topics, like, um, you know, men are sexually abused too, whether that's as children or teenagers or adults, and I think it's important to acknowledge that. Um, I think that women have more of an open platform to talk about assault, and, you know, men are just as affected by toxic masculinity as women are. Um, and the fact that her partner felt like it was just, he was ashamed of, 
of, of what happened to him. And, you know, he was a child. He didn't have, he didn't have a choice. I also think it's totally normal for men to enjoy uh, prostate stimulation because that's like essentially their G spot, which, um, yeah, if, if, if you can have fun doing that, then absolutely go for it. I also have to wonder if, um, some of this has helped him reclaim what he experienced as a child. Uh, he's able to enjoy intimacy with a partner and that's amazing. Um, but yeah, I think that it's important to acknowledge that, uh, there's a whole generation who was just raised to believe that, um, being assaulted was wrong. Like so many people were assaulted by adults in positions of power, especially, um, we hear a lot about it with, with priests doing stuff like this. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, which is <laughs> so far from who our podcast is, but, uh, I listened to a whole series about a fake priest and, you know, uh, older generations like would, slap you if you said you were assaulted they thought you were like being disrespectful and that's insane to me so I think it's important that we um acknowledge stories like these and give everyone a safe space to talk about their what they've been through especially when it comes to assault and I think that this um became like a really it, it has a really beautiful ending of just uh these two people being able to open up and be honest with each other and more trust came out of it. I think it's, it's hard for us to remember that like difficult situations are what is going to make us closer to our partner. And I think that this listener like obviously made the right choice for, for her and her partner because, um, you know, she, she listened and she, honored his experience and uh loves him more than uh she was hurt and I think that's a really important quality to have um is to be able to recognize when you love someone more than you are hurt and listen to them through that and uh find empathy in what they're sharing with you so I, I really liked this story and it's um, truly one of a kind and I am really thankful that you shared it with us. Um, I think that a lot of people are going to appreciate this story. All right, so um, I think that it's time for us to read another short story by Simon Rich from the book uh, Man Seeking Woman and this one is like I said my second favorite in the story but it is pretty like neck and neck with <laughs> I Love Girl um, this one is called Trade Ben had always known on some level that it was possible for him to get traded he'd seen it happen to dozens of guys over the years including some of his closest friends it was part of the game still he had never been traded himself and he was having some trouble accepting it he kept expecting someone to tap him on the shoulder and tell him the whole thing was a joke. Here's your stuff, Haley said, dropping a duffel bag at his feet. Goodbye. Ben stared at her for a moment, expecting some kind of encouragement or sympathy, but Haley just stood there. So that's it then, Ben said, after three and a half years. What do you want me to say, Haley snapped. He picked up the bag and slung it warily over his shoulder. There's nothing he could do. 
When your girlfriend decides to trade you, that's it. You're through. I just don't get it, Ben shouted over the din of the jukebox. I thought things were going really well. They weren't, his brother Craig informed him. The writing was on the wall. Really? Oh yeah, your record's been sinking all year. You told me yourself you had a five-argument losing streak, and then there were all those errors. Ben nodded ruefully. There had been a lot of errors this year. 45 missed compliments, three forgotten events, 12 accidental insults. He'd been playing like a rookie. Craig squeezed his little brother's shoulder. I'm sorry, Ben, he said. Believe me, I know what you're going through. Remember in 0405 when Zoe traded me? Ben nodded. They'd come to the same bar then. I was devastated, Craig said. I'd just taken her to Henry's Inn for her birthday. You know, the fancy place with all the candles. Got her a steak, gave her a necklace, took her to a show, massaged her feet. You hit for the cycle? Uh-huh. Then I wake up the next day and she's giving me my marching orders, telling me she needs to shake things up if she wants to remain a contender. Unbelievable. It was right before Valentine's Day. Ben nodded. The trade deadline. Exactly. You know what the worst part is? I know the guy she traded me for, and he's garbage. Really? Yeah, he's some kind of banker, always looking at himself in the mirror and fixing his goddamn tie. It's like, come on, you traded me for this guy? I mean, okay, his stats are pretty good, he got me beaten money, and his sex numbers are pretty impressive. But what about intangibles? What about attitude, intelligence, effort? Those things gotta count for something. He ate some potato chips and wiped the grease off his jeans. Who am I kidding? He muttered. These days, the only thing they care about is the bottom line. When Haley offered Ben his contract, he was so excited that he barely bothered to read it. He realized now that he should have perused the fine print. According to the trade clause, he had 72 hours to get his stuff out of her apartment. After that, he wouldn't be allowed to set foot in her home. His sexual privileges were revoked, along with hugging rights and injury sympathy. It was insane. Why had he given her so much power in the first place? He was struggling to get through the clause on mutual friends. The footnotes alone were five pages when he heard a loud knock on the door. He took a long, slow breath and opened it. Haley's new boyfriend smirked down at him. He had tattoos on his neck and was wearing a scarf and shades, even though it was summer and he was indoors. Sup, he said. Ben forced a smile. There was no reason to be impolite. It was an awkward situation, but what could he do about it? Sup, he responded. The two men shook hands, reached in their pockets, and exchanged keys. This one's for Haley's lobby, Ben explained. And this one's for her door. You have to kind of push it and then twist. The tattooed man nodded. Lisa likes it from behind, he offered. Ben nodded awkwardly. Okay, he said. I guess that's it then. Good luck. You too. What do you mean, an artist? Craig asked. Like an advertising or something? Ben swallowed. It was taking him a tremendous amount of effort to get his words out. It was like his tongue was coated with clay. He does performance art, he mumbled, based on Camus and Sartre. Jesus, Craig said. I can't believe she traded you for that. He ordered them another round of drinks. Is it all finalized? Ben nodded. We both passed our physicals. He banged his fist against the bar. Damn it, he said. I know I'm not an all-star, all right. My job is boring. I spend too much time doing crossword puzzles. And I like bad TV. I just, I thought I was worth something. 
He shook his head. She must have really wanted to get rid of me. A mousy girl with glasses opened the door and looked Ben up and down. Is now a good time? He asked. Sure, she said, her voice a little shaky. Come on in. He laid his bag down neatly on the rug and looked around. Her apartment was a lot smaller than Haley's, but at least the TV was bigger. Is that a plasma? Lisa laughed. Keanu said it was making him stupid. It was one of our biggest fights. Ben nodded. Haley hated TV, especially my favorite show. Jersey Shore, right? Ben winced. Uh, I didn't know that showed up on the stats. She held up a copy of his old contract. Everything's in here. Ben held his breath while she adjusted her glasses and flipped through the pages. You really should have negotiated for more, she said. I know you were just a draft pick, but this is ridiculous. What do you mean? It's not a good deal? It's terrible. I mean, look at this. Your sexual privileges are almost non-existent. Ben sighed. He had always suspected Haley had screwed him with that clause, but he didn't have any other long-term contracts to compare it to, and he'd been too embarrassed to ask his brother if it was normal. And this emotional support clause is pathetic. One career pep talk a year? That's low. Yes, girlfriends are usually required to give at least one a month. Why didn't you hire a lawyer? Ben threw up his hands in frustration. Because I'm an idiot, he said. Because I'm a worthless idiot. He picked up his duffel bag. You know, you don't have to take me, he said. I know there's a release clause. You can just put me on waivers. Lisa laughed. Why would I put you on waivers? I traded for you. What do you mean? The trade was my idea. Ben slowly put his bag back down. It was? Yes. I mean, Haley didn't exactly argue when I made the offer, but I set the whole thing up. I don't have a lot of relationship experience, but I can spot a good deal when I see it. Ben felt a swelling in his throat. He realized he was about to cry. You think I'm a good deal? She flipped through his contract. Sure, she said. I mean, some of your stats are low, like these sex numbers. It's something to work on. Ben nodded. But your crossword skills are through the roof. You've got a solid job, great taste in TV. She leaned forward and kissed him on the lips. And you're cute. I am? I think so. She crumbled up his old agreement and tossed it in the wastebasket. But that thing is ridiculous. I can't hold you to it. Seriously? Yeah, I'd feel like a monster. He was so grateful, he grabbed her hand and pressed it to his lips. She giggled. But wait, he said, what are we going to do about a contract? She ran her fingers through his hair. Then she reached into her pocket and pulled out a blank piece of paper. Let's start from scratch, she said. He wrapped his arm around her, laughing with relief. There was nothing like joining a new team. There was nothing like opening day. So that is my second favorite story from Simon Rich. Um, I think it's really precious. And uh, I think it's just also like a sweet reminder that when it doesn't work out with someone that there is going to be another person who appreciates all the little things about you and you can choose to be together and make your own contract. It doesn't have to look like everyone else's. So I think it's time to wrap with a little sex fact. Um, I just looked this up and I thought it was so interesting. So this is from health.com and they just sent, showed me a pop-up. Fuck off. 
Oh my God, this website's a nightmare. Turn it on to reader view because I don't want to see any pop-ups. <laughs> um, so this says the average orgasm lasts up to two minutes. There's really no right amount of time for you to orgasm to last. In fact, researchers used to think that three to 15 seconds was about the duration of a female orgasm. They then found out, found evidence that a climax, a climax could go on for 20 seconds to two minutes. Um, wow, this is insane. Uh, published data showing 40% of women estimated the duration of their orgasm to be 30 to 60 seconds or even longer. And 48% of women experienced predominantly long orgasms. So the takeaway, some people have very short orgasms while others can last longer. There's a wide variety of normal. Dude, that's insane. Imagine having a two minute orgasm. That sounds lovely. I also wonder how much of it is like the ramping up part. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that is mine. I would also like to see the statistics of like if someone has longer orgasms, are they more likely to be um, like sexually active or have like a higher like sex drive or, you know, want to have sex more? So that would be really interesting to know. I... I would like a grant. I would like a, a grant from a university to <laughs> study all of the all of the things that I'm curious about, like um, just th- questions like that. And also, I would like to investigate if all hot guys say bingo, because my theory has not proven me wrong yet. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, thank you for sticking with me. It is hard recording without Amelia just because like it's just so much more fun like recording with your bestie about stuff that you think is interesting and just want to talk about (laughs) um but we will be reunited next week and this is a reminder to take care of your mental health you know put that first put you first Uh, you can you can refer your boss to this podcast and say you know what Liz told me to put myself first. (laughs) I'm not a doctor, but um, I am a person who cares about other people. (laughs) So uh, this is your um, not doctor's note. And also it's a podcast. But uh, yes, tune in next week. We love you, our children. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.